1: All right, welcome back 1039 WTIC. Anybody else like this, you're, you like you like being places on time and maybe some in your family doesn't, and so you have to lead them a little bit and you say, well, we have to leave at 30 when really you have to leave at 8, but you know to get ready. <laughs> I bet you there's couples. I bet you there's people out there that struggle with that, that you are habitually late, not because of you, but because of someone else, and you see it's out of your control. No, just uh, you got to give more time. Got to lead him up a little bit. Hey, uh, joining us now as as is our Tuesday tradition. Uh, he writes for the Journal Enquirer. Writes uh, for other other local state local papers, and and was the former managing editor for the Journal Inquirer. Always has interesting contributions for us. The one, the only Chris Powell. Chris, welcome back.
2: Hey, well, great to be with you.
1: Hey, you know, I I gotta tell you, I've been watching a lot of ads on tv and i'm getting gosh they start bombarding us with the jumbo postcards right they're all over the place and it's like i've never i never remember an election where so many times they said well so-and-so's to this for connecticut or so-and-so's to that for connecticut and and it's back and forth but i'm not i'm not hearing a lot of issues i mean important things that are affecting people in connecticut here i'm hearing contests about this one's more pro-life than the other one's more pro-life it's just is it is it is it me or do you think it's is that actually the case of our election cycle this time Chris?
2: well we we do see some uh issues and uh hyperbole and even demagoguery in the tv ads for uh uh, you know congressional candidates but I, i think on the state legislative level uh you were talking about the cards that come in the mail i mean very few of those Say anything other than to you know tout the basic uh, human virtues of the candidates themselves. Most of those cards, uh, you could exchange uh, what one candidate says with what the other candidate says about himself, and you know you wouldn't uh, wouldn't cause any controversy at all. I mean, everybody you know wants to know that uh, wants you to know they they, they care and that uh, you know they're loyal. Sons or daughters of the state and everything like that, but uh, the, the issues are are usually very much lacking in the state legislative uh, races. And I, to, to me, uh, uh, you know, interested as I am in public policy, it's it's so disappointing because there's so many important policy issues out there just just being ignored on the uh, state legislative level.
1: Again, another thing I'm noticing. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it seems like more than ever, candidates on signs, yard signs, on postcards. I got one yesterday. I looked front and back, knew, knew who the person was, so I knew that, but looked front and back to see if they were Republican or Democrat. Does it seem like candidates are kind of hiding from their parties a little bit more?
2: Well, I don't know about the Democrats, but certainly the Republicans for, for years, Republicans in Connecticut, have have omitted their party affiliation from their, their advertising. Uh, and the rationale for it has been that, well, the Republicans are really a small party in Connecticut. There's about twice as many unaffiliated voters as Republicans. There's about twice as many Democrats as Republicans. So Republicans figured that uh, if they put the party name on their their advertising and signs, they wouldn't get a second look. Uh, but that that also <laughs> gives the impression that you're you're ashamed of your party. And, right. Uh, right. Uh, I. You know, think that Republicans who have positions on issues might actually have uh, something they would want to be known for as as, as Republicans. Uh, at least, I, look. I, I think candidates they've got to give people a reason to vote for them. Uh, and if if Republicans don't put their party on their on their signs or on their their mailers, their brochures, uh, I think the <clears throat> the implication is we're 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 ashamed of the party and it, it it's a stronger implication now that the republicans are are you know fighting the taint of uh, of Donald Trump uh you know i, I happen to think there is you know a few good reasons to be a republican in uh, in connecticut and so that uh, republicans can stand, stand for you know certain uh, certain principles but uh if, if they're not going to let us know what uh, what they are, uh, you know, they're not going to win elections.
1: And to, to your point, the card, postcard, I won't say the name, the postcard that I received that I was searching to see if I could find the word Republican or Democrat, um, it was a Republican candidate because I knew who it is. So um, I guess that's true. Republicans more than Democrats hiding. But there's some really, isu- there's some key issues, that, and you wrote about this uh uh yesterday there's some key issues that aren't being addressed at all and i think one of the big things is i want to know with all the covid craziness and the money the billions of dollars of covid money spent w- we need to know whether or not test providers were were double dipped did they get paid from the the connecticut public health department uh, and, and and insurance? Did, did, did they get both, or, or or no one's talking about that at all?
2: Well, the Connecticut mayor did a story, uh, I guess, last week about uh, a finding in the state auditor's report saying the uh, health department uh, had not uh, determined whether uh, COVID nineteen providers that were paid millions of dollars by state government were also collecting insurance reimbursements for the same tests, and if if they the providers got such insurance reimbursements uh, when they'd already been paid by uh, state government, they were supposed to turn that uh, insurance reimbursement over to state government, but uh, according to the auditors, the Health Department never made those checks. And I, my, my guess is that the Health Department's never going to make those checks and that this is just going to uh, to slip through. Um, it's a very interesting story, very concerning story that the mayor did, but uh, did any legislative candidates comment on it? Not I that I could word. see.
1: I haven't heard a word. How, how about the fact that uh, our, our wonderful Pura, Public Utility Regulatory Authority, Electric, they oversee electric has has ordered oh, unfunded mandates right. They've ordered uh, EverSource and and UI to give low income house households discounts from ten to fifty percent, but the state's not going to reimburse that. That's that they're not going to pay the the insurance the electric companies back for making these wide wide ranging discounts. Who's going to yeah, pay this, for
2: this it? This is a it's another sneaky backdoor welfare program that. Uh, uh the connecticut examiner uh, uh which is an internet uh, uh paper uh, reported about uh, the other day and i i didn't find any other news organization in the state uh, reporting it the uh, uh public utilities regulatory authority uh, just uh, told uh, uh, uh eversource and uh, united illuminating to uh, uh give discounts of, of as much as 50% to lower-income houses households on their uh, on their electric bills and uh... there's going to be no reimbursement from state government to the utilities for cutting the uh... cutting the bills in the low-income houses no the, the uh... the money that is uh... going to subsidize the electric bills of the low-income house holds will will be collected in higher rates for everybody else uh... and of course when people see the higher rates that they're they're paying uh they're going to blame the utility companies they're not going to they're not right. going to blame uh, state the government
1: evil utility. this is
2: the kind of system that mm. that state legislators politicians love they love to hide taxes mm. in in the bills of uh, of the utility companies there's all sorts of social costs that are hidden in in the charges that uh, the the electric utilities uh, levy against uh, their their customers but mm. this, is a, this is a story uh, that affects everybody in the state is going to raise electric rates to for everybody in the state except uh the poorest people and nobody has told the uh the public about it except uh one story in the connecticut examiner it 's a it 's a hidden tax on elect on electricity bills and ordinary ordinarily politicians are complaining about electricity bills all the time well here's a a a hidden increase in electric bills and nobody's talking about it
1: Mm -hmm. well it's it's like i heard biden uh president biden last night uh yes they spoke about the fact that you know big oil companies are making profits and they need to You know, turn that back to savings and discounts, or they're going to get taxed at a higher rate. Well, the fact of the matter is, the oil companies don't set the gas prices. That's that's done at a more local level. But the gas prices are all public companies, and they have a they have a fiduciary responsibility to try to bring dividends to the to the stockholders. So I mean, it, it's not that I don't think, unless I'm misunderstanding the industry, it's not that the oil companies are gouging anybody. It's that demand is so high; they are selling <laughs> oil like crazy, selling gasoline like crazy, and that's why they're they're seeing these 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 high profit numbers.
2: Yeah, you know, we we have a market economy. We used to have a market economy, and uh, the oil companies are entitled to. Uh, charge what people will pay. And pe- people are entitled to pay what they want to pay. Uh, what's happened here is that because of the Democratic National Administration, uh, supply of uh, oil and other fuels has gone down. Uh, and, uh, you know, demand has either stayed the same or it's gone gone up. I mean, part of this is the world problem, of the, 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 the war with uh, Russia and Ukraine and the uh, uh, sanctions against, uh, you know, Russian oil in the West, but you know, oil is is fungible just like money. If if Russia can't sell to uh, to Europe or the United States, it can sell to China. Who can sell to Singapore? Who can sell anywhere they want? And it can, you know, the oil can still come back around here, but. Uh, the big problem is a lack of production, and why do we have a lack of production? because when he came into office, President Biden uh, proclaimed that he was going to destroy the oil industry, yeah. and now he 's denouncing them for not investing in in refineries and more production well of course they 're not going to do it while well, he 's pledged to destroy them if they sink some investment into a a new refinery, and i don 't think we 've had any substantial no. refinery built in the country no. for for fifty years if yeah. they If they sink more money into refineries, if they sink more money into production they uh, they 've got to be afraid that you know two years from now biden biden 's going to impose more more punitive policies on them uh, This is exactly what the liberal Democrats wanted they wanted to destroy the oil industry uh before. Uh, green energy was you know, ready to take over the oil that we don't have anymore. And uh, to blame the industry for high prices uh, is insane. The government is, is the cause of all this.
1: Well, can you imagine the, the, I would call it, hubris of Johanna Hayes when I hit her on last week and I said that the Biden administration, whom she supports, had to clear war on the oil industry. Can, she denied that she did i'm like are you kidding me and and it's like from from day two in the administration when he canceled the construction of the XL pipeline that's when it started and guess what gas prices have been going up ever since oil prices went up ever since to deny that there's a war by this administration on on the oil industry i, I mean that's just ludicrous i think but
2: well they they had their years of virtue signaling for green energy and uh you know, they didn't produce it. It's not here. It's not It's not ready. I mean, maybe it'll be ready someday. But uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, winter, winter's coming on. And, uh, you know, what is heating oil now, $6 a gallon? Oh, I mean, good gosh. luck, Connecticut. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it, it's crazy. All right, let's shift gears for a second. We've got a few more minutes there. Um, this is always a, a, a strong issue for you, Chris, and that's education in this state. And certainly, all of the recent indicators have shown us that students have not fared well during COVID. Big drop-offs in reading and math across the board. Um, but 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 you're 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 saying it was it was it was a problem before that. It, it wasn't COVID that these numbers were down. We had problems before that. Talk, to, speak to that for a moment.
2: Yeah, the the uh, uh, not annual report. I guess every three years, the National Assessment of Educational Progress of so- Puts out what they call the nation's report card, which uh, uh, reports the proficiency levels of uh, fourth and eighth graders in, in English and math. And this year's scores, predictably enough, were you know substantially down, shockingly mm-hmm. down. And everybody wanted to attribute this to the uh, interruption in schooling that resulted from the virus epidemic. But if you look to, at the data uh, more closely uh you find that uh, connecticut's uh national assessment of educational progress scores have been declining sharply since uh 2011 mm. uh they 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 were they were falling sharply you know almost a decade before the epidemic now i don't doubt that the uh the epidemic and the interruption to schooling uh caused the uh, scores to to fall even more but we've had a long-term trend uh, uh, you know, going going back even to 1998 uh, on the proficiency tests, a long-term trend of of decline, uh, and it's it's a problem that's much bigger than the epidemic. But of mm-hmm. course, you know the educators and and the elected officials don't want us to know that this problem is far bigger than the epidemic and has been going on far far longer uh, mm-hmm. and i think it, it has been going on so long because the you know uh, other than promoting transgenderism the, the only the only solid policy we have in schools in connecticut is social promotion yeah. uh... The, you know after uh... after a few years in school uh... kids figure out that it doesn 't matter how they perform it doesn 't matter how much effort they put into their their studies they 're going to get promoted anyway right. uh, we, you know kids are are, are being prom- promoted uh, illiterate from grade to grade, and when they when they get out of high school uh you know more than half of the kids are not proficient in math and more than half are not proficient in uh, in english but everybody's going to get a diploma now why should uh, why should any anybody perform in in school uh if uh, if he's going to advance anyway the system tells them you don't have to work uh you know maybe if you've got parents at at, at home sure, and sure. and and they pay some attention to you uh those those kids uh, you know tend to perform better but you know half the kids in the state don't have parents and the schools uh uh, don't make that any better for them because the schools tell them now. Look, your your, your social emotional learning and your self esteem are more important, and uh, uh, you're, we're going to promote you anyway. So you want to know why kids fail? It's because the system doesn't tell them they've got to succeed. Right,
1: right. Well, you know, it's just funny too, though. Um, people are are quick to to use COVID um, for for whichever you know plus or minus is in the poll, so happens On Hey, Chris, we got to go. Thank you so much. Appreciate you as always, and uh, we'll connect next week. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Hey, that's it. Out of time. Great show today. Thank you for your help. Chris Healy, uh, Chris Powell, two Chris's, Chris Chris, never had that before, uh, Matt Storys, thank you, and and you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Uh, tomorrow, we'll get back right at it. So enjoy the stay warm, a little gloomy today. Enjoy the time. God bless you. I love you guys. See you tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.
0: News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Podcasts, whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to eight hundred dollars. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at TMobile.com/slash Across America.